0: Hey friend, as you look ahead with hope for the new year, let's talk about how to get refreshed and have some necessary self-care from a kingdom perspective. I know how much change you've had to navigate the past few years. I know how good your intentions are and how hard you've been working. I also know you're weary and rest seems harder and harder to come by than ever before. I know you might feel overwhelmed and anxious more often than you care to admit. You're tired, but it's a different kind of tired. Your soul is tired. Last year at this time, I personally was on the rock bottom of burnout and I was desperate for self-care. I don't think I've ever been more desperate for self-care in my life. (laughs) However, I learned some better ways to deeply refresh at the root. And I wanna tell you how I came out of that place and what I've learned in the process. You see, there are a lot of good things that you can and should do to keep yourself healthy. Don't think I'm hating on self-development or self-care strategies at all, but it's not going to be enough for the times to come. It's not going to be enough to refresh you deeply for the new year. We're living in a different world than we were last year or the year before, and we don't know what's up ahead, but we need to do things differently. Actually, just be more simple about it. You don't need more self-care in your life to do good things or or you don't need more good things to do that are going to like, you know, add to the list of taking care of you. You really need soul care because it is the only thing that will satisfy. So today we're going to talk about soul care, how to know when you need it, what does it look like, and I'm going to give you five ways to nourish yourself in the busyness of everyday life. Welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur Podcast, where we get encouraged and empowered as we pursue our greatest potential within the walls of our home. Hey mama, my name is Michelle High, and I'm so thankful you're here. Do you feel like your life is good, but something in you feels unfulfilled? Do you feel stuck in the trenches of motherhood, exhausted and working so hard, but feeling like you're getting nowhere? Do you have big dreams you hold in your heart, but you've been living small? Are you motivated for more, but don't have the clarity or the courage to do anything about it? Do you wanna discover God's best and see if it's really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? As a wife of 16 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and an entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel, every bit of it. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home and that there is purpose in every season. If you are a fellow business-minded mama with a heart for home and a love for Jesus, Let's process this journey and grow together. Hey lady, so this is the time of year to set goals and dream, but you might feel weary from this past year and from all the craziness of the holiday season. I mean, we all know that we can't make progress towards a goal. We can't grow a business or any dream without taking care of ourselves and growing as a person. Who we are and really how we feel, it directly affects what we do. And this is the time of year where we're all making changes and we're setting out to do good things. We have good intentions and we're ready to do good, to do better. But I want to remind you that taking care of yourself is really, really important. I want to talk today about some kingdom-minded self-care because if you don't take care of you... Everything else that you intend to do is not going to be sustainable because you're just going to fall apart in the end. So let's have a little conversation about getting ourselves nourished as we put our best foot forward and begin 2022. One thing I know about self-care is that you know that although it sounds amazing and deep down you want it, the struggle is real. I wanna share with you a little of my story. What I've learned this past year is I've made my way kind of out of the rock bottom of burnout. Um, You guys know my story. I've talked about this all the time, but I just wanna go back to where I was last year at this exact same time we all know how 2020 went down and everybody responded differently. And as you guys know, like I just got hyper focused. I got to work, man. I determined to shut out the noise, to shut out the drama and just to put my head down and do what I had to do. So that's what I did for 2020. And in a world that was changing when there was so much I couldn't control, I wanted to put my energy towards what I could do to serve my family and to serve others. And that ended up evolving into me last December juggling three businesses while being a wife, while being a mom, while managing a household, participating in all the activities, the events, the the birthday parties, the celebrations, you know, the holidays, all of it, all of it. <laughs> but the cool thing was, God is so good. I mean, there was an absolute grace for that season, but I knew, I knew that whole year 2020 that I didn't want to run at that pace long term. My marriage was great. My kids were great. My home was in order. Everything came out of a place that was in order. However, I was beginning to crumble. I think often as women, we are the first people to sacrifice when it comes to um, doing good or taking care of what's necessary. And for me, you know, my health began to suffer and I just felt like I was running on fumes too much stress and not enough sleep over a long period of time was hurting me. And I knew that some serious self-care was in order. And as you guys know, if you know me, I'm a huge advocate for personal growth and self-development. I mean, it played a huge part in helping me hold steady through 2020 as I had to dig deep like never before. I was doing scary, uncomfortable things. I needed courage. I needed strength. I needed all of it. And I did all of the self development. I did a lot of self care strategies too. You better believe I drank my water and moved my body and devoured motivational content in the morning. I wrote my gratitude, but in the end, it wasn't enough. They were all good things, but it didn't fully address the root. I was striving too hard and I was more weary than I realized. You see, There's a major fallacy in the self-development movement from a kingdom perspective, that is, from a Christian perspective. And that is because the focus is on self. Anytime you are looking to you to become a better version of you, you're going to eventually come up dry. If you're the source, if you're the answer, your self-development won't be sustainable or truly transformational. Personal growth, it's not about becoming a better version of you. What I've learned this year what my eyes have been open to is that it's about looking more like Jesus. It is perfectly okay to invest into yourself and to do all the good things and the things that light you up, the things that keep you healthy and happy. But Jesus has to be the primary focus. He's got to be the center of it all. When you look within the perspective and the reality has to be that you're really just looking to Jesus because it is his spirit that fills you. You just got to make room for him. So when you're digging deep and you're looking in to grow and um, to press on, recognize that you're really just looking to Jesus. You're fixing your attention on him because it's his spirit. It's his presence that fills you. So we need to be filled with him. When you slow down and you simply look at Jesus, when you fix your attention on him, you gaze at his beauty, this is where true transformation happens. So that's my little self-development tangent. But what about self-care? What about self-care? Well, it's very much the same in that if you're only focused on you, what you need, what you enjoy, what makes you feel good, it won't last and nourish the deepest places of your soul. Self-care without Jesus at the very center is very temporary. I could tell you all kinds of tips and ideas that I implement and enjoy to help take care of myself, but today's about our root system. I mean, I just don't think that we need anybody another talk about drinking more water and like I said, writing gratitude and morning routines. It's all good. And I do talk about it, but that's that's not today. That's not this. I want to get to the root and honestly. There's one thing that is necessary, and I had to learn this the hard way last January. Remember, I mean, last year this time I was juggling all the things. Actually, I was trying to wrap up. I was trying to slow down, but I was in the middle of it. Uh, I was doing great things. I was showing up in a huge capacity. And when I look back at 2020, I'm I have no regret, and I'm so proud of how I showed up and and how I um, you know just stepped up during that season. But more than anything, I want to be obedient to what the Lord is doing. And so at that point, I was beginning to run on fumes and God in his goodness, he revealed that 2021 was going to look very different than 2020. And it it definitely did, as you guys know. Um, But as I back in 2020, as I gave him my little yes of obedience, more clarity came and I I was able to begin moving towards that slowdown that I was wanting. All fall, he began paving the way for an exit strategy on how to transition to more balance. But of course, everything's a process. My plan was to take the month of January off. The whole month of January, last year, my whole plan was to take the whole month off for self-care the entire month. I mean, I was going to unplug from social media. I was going to lay business aside. I was going to rest. I was going to lay in the sun. I was going to refresh, restore, whatever made me feel good. I was going to have some good old, well-deserved me time. At that time in my life where I had never been more desperate for self-care, God showed up and revealed a better way, his way. He said, no, honey, this is my time. And I love you too much to let you keep going this way. I want your focus. I want your attention. I want to do a new thing in you. I want to consecrate you. And this is where he called me to begin that 21-day fast. He just let me know, like, hey, you don't need to do self-care. You just need more of me. And so that was such a hard month where I had to lay down what I wanted and what I thought I needed, needed to refresh and really just to give my nothingness to the Lord. I already felt so weak and weary and, and broken and now I'm fasting. So now I'm super physically weak. I'm just like laid up in bed, like, all right, God, like I got nothing here. It's just gonna be, it's gotta be you. But during this time, I just gave God room to be the main thing. And God began to change me. I had no strength to do anything or to give him much, but I just gave him room to work. And I was like, God, show up, do whatever you're going to do. I was praying for specific things, but more than anything, all I did was just lay down and surrender. I surrendered for the first time deeply in a long time in obedience and in faith, because I knew that whatever happened, whatever came out of that was going to be all God. And I couldn't take credit for it. It began that journey of surrender for me that, as you guys know, I'm still deeply walking out and forever will be. I mean, I hope so. I don't ever want to stop giving God my yes of obedience, and I don't ever want to stop giving him all of me. It's definitely an uncomfortable process, but what I'm learning, as you guys know, is that there is joy to be found that can only come from a life laid down in pursuit of more of Jesus. There is truly joy in surrender, so press on and press into that. Let him be your joy. Let him be your source. And in my case, God, last January, literally laid me down so that he could love me well. And one of the things that he taught me was that there is a big difference between resting and resting in him. And one is necessary. So friend, I know you've had so much going on the last few years, so much change to navigate, so many unexpected things I know that your intentions are good and you've been working hard. You've been working faithfully. I know also that you're probably weary. And even though you do things to help yourself keep going and be okay, it may not just feel like enough. And rest seems harder and harder to come by than ever before. I know you might feel overwhelmed and anxious more often than you care to admit. You're tired, but it's a different kind of tired. Your soul is tired. Our world is changing and I don't believe that it's going to slow down or get any easier. You need to dig your roots deeper so that you can remain steady and faithful no matter what is going on in the outward circumstances. I don't know what this year holds. I don't know what 2022 holds, but I know that we need to be ready and we need to be strong for it. There's a lot of good things that you can and should do to keep yourself healthy. Don't think I'm hating on self-development or self-care strategies, but It's just not going to be enough if that's all we have. It's not going to be enough for the times to come. It's not going to be enough to refresh you for the new year. You can't just go from running to running, (laughs) from holiday to New Year's goals, to one thing to the next thing without really finding that deep soul rest that you are craving and yearning. We're living in a different world than we were. And we need to do things differently. We need to think differently. And really, it's just about being more simple about it. So I'm here to tell you that you don't need more self-care in your life or good things to do. You need soul care because it is the only thing that will satisfy. And that is really one of the biggest um, revelations that I had last year this time. So today we're going to talk about soul care, how to know when you need it, what does it look like, and how to nourish yourself in the busyness of everyday life. We already know that self-care at the core, it's focused more on earthly things, but the value of soul care is that it focuses on eternal things. Actually, just the one thing, the one person that is the answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. Even good things can be a distraction from the most important thing because we all know the story of Mary and Martha. I mean, Martha's doing things that seem necessary, things that are good. But from Jesus' perspective, they are simply distractions. Only one thing is necessary, and Mary has chosen the good portion by choosing Jesus first. I'm wired like a Martha for sure, but this past year has been me learning to sit at the feet of Jesus. I want to rest in him and put him first. And from that place, get up and get to work, not the other way around. Because there's a rest that can only come from being in his presence. And I want to work out of a place of rest. When you see Jesus for who he is, you can see yourself for who you are. It secures your identity. And in the times that we're living, it's not enough to know about God. We have to know him for ourselves. And we've got to see him, and we've got to hear his voice, and we've got to walk with him, and we can't be satisfied until that's that's where we're at. We've got to live in that place. For example, talking about identity, an eagle knows who he is, right? So therefore, he responds differently than all other birds. When a storm comes, the eagle actually flies towards the storm because he knows that it's the air current from the storm that's going to push him to glide above it while the storm rages below the eagle, carefree, happily soars above it. I mean, this is how he responds because the eagle knows who he is. He knows his identity. You don't need to run from the storms. You're going to have storms in your life. You're going to have challenges. You're going to have hard things this year. They're going to come. But when you're rooted in Jesus and you know who you are, you can stand steady knowing that it is Jesus that will take you higher. It changes how we respond and our soul can find rest and peace. Even in the storms of life, our spirit can soar in freedom above it. To know God and to know who you are and to receive the peace and the refreshing that your soul needs in the midst of storms and hard things in the middle of the daily grind of life, it takes a little time. Like you've got to sit with him. So today, I want to share with you some of the key things I've learned and am actively learning as I seek to live in a place of oneness by staying focused on the one thing that is necessary. So the first thing, how do you know when you need self-care for the soul? Well, I think one of the biggest indicators is that you lose your peace. If you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed, if you're starting to snap at everybody, if you just feel like you are on the verge of blowing up at everybody, this is a good indicator that, hey, um, mama needs some soul care. So we, we talk about sometimes, I've, I've talked about protecting your peace. I think it's really important that we protect our peace, but we've got to live in a place of peace. Like we've got to find that peace and remain in him, abide in the Lord. There's gonna be times where you are emotionally, mentally, and physically on the verge of crashing. Like sometimes you don't even realize how much you're living on the edge of meltdown until the tears just start streaming. Here's the thing, when you find yourself in this position, and we all do at times, when all the little things, maybe not even one thing's wrong, it's just the little things They just build up. And usually it's when our hormones are working against us. We know how that goes. We have two options, right? So we can ignore it and tough it out and keep going, knowing that a blow-up is sure to happen at some point. Or you can choose to put yourself in time out, in a place of solitude, to reset and refocus your inner places. The space to feel and to release. Whether you blow up and fall apart, or you take a few minutes to process and breathe and sit at the feet of Jesus, you have to slow down or press pause for both. But you get to choose how To pause you get to choose what that looks like so i encourage you to recognize the signals and the triggers ahead of time when you are feeling like you're starting to spiral out of control and know that it's time for some soul care so what does soul care look like to jesus it's so important to remember that god's ways are higher and his perspective is often different than ours We always want to ask God, God, how do you see this? What does this look like to you? What is your perspective? What is your heart for this situation? What does self-care look like to you? Well, when you look at the life of Jesus in the New Testament, I mean, self-care to Jesus looked like solitude. Continually, Jesus, he withdrew from people, from daily life activities and from the demands of his ministry to be alone with his father and to pray. Silence and solitude is a major theme of the Gospels, and and in the life of Jesus. It was his intimate relationship with with his father that gave him the strength and the source of compassion and wisdom and the power that you see in the Bible. Jesus prioritized this. I mean, it's it's even how he began his ministry. Remember, he was baptized and he went immediately out into the wilderness to fast and pray and be alone. It's where he dealt with a lot of emotions, like grief when he lost. Um, John the Baptist. It's how he prepared for his death on the cross. What's interesting is that when you read the Bible verses about Jesus getting away, his time of refreshing had nothing to do with eating or sleeping or physical pleasure. It had nothing to do with a bubble bath or a glass of wine or a girl time, a girl's night out. It didn't have to do with any of that stuff. It actually cost him those comforts. But oneness with his father was his source. Communion with Abba was the goal. Sometimes he went up on a mountain. Sometimes he walked by the sea. Sometimes he went out on a boat. One way or the other, he made it happen. And I know how impossible it feels to get away alone with God. I mean, there's just an interruption, usually in the form of a little person everywhere you go. I mean, it's hard to even use the bathroom in peace. But remember, Jesus, he, he too, he constantly had people following him. But he still prioritized getting away to solitary places. So girl, I say do what you got to do, but know that there is no guilt or shame in carving out quiet time, alone time, and rest. You can teach your kids to honor that and set a great example for them. You don't have to wear busy as a badge of honor. When your emotions are going astray, just know that, hey, it's time to get away. So what are some practical ways that you can refresh your soul and care for yourself in the one way that is necessary? What does this actually look like? in busy, everyday life. The first thing I want to say is that finding solitude or a secret place, it doesn't have to be a place or a specific amount of time or even look a certain way. It has everything to do with your inner state, the posture of your heart. So I'm just going to share a few tips that I have found helpful for soul care this year um, in my everyday, busy life. And again, this is just something that I've come to. It's like, man, I realize that this is one thing that's necessary. So how do I how do I get this? How do I find the true rest and restoration that comes from the Lord? Well, a couple things. The first thing I want to say is start the day on your knees. This year, I'm like, man, God, I'm after your presence. Let's do this. Here's where I'm at. I know that there's more of you. I'm after that. Like, how are we going to do this, God? Like, what are we going to do to make this happen? And He's like, uh, No, actually, you can't strive for My presence. You yield to it. You yield to Me. Surrender. So, getting up in the morning and getting immediately on your knees—it physically, it's a physical demonstration to posture your heart in surrender. To just sit with Him for a minute and. Let him know like, hey God, you're on the throne of my life today and I need you and I love you and I sit at your feet and I welcome you into my day. Psalm 51, 16 through 17 says, for the source of your pleasure is not in my performance or the sacrifices I might offer you. The fountain of your pleasure is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. You will not despise my tenderness as I bow down humbly at your feet. Do you sometimes wake up feeling weary or on empty, or even broken? Your brokenness, placed before Jesus, is a beautiful offering. In fact, I love how God does miracles with empty things. Thinking of the water um, into wine miracle, God doesn't need you to do anything for Him. He wants all of you. And what you do will flow out of your identity in him. But he wants you to know him. He wants you to receive his love. All right, so the second thing I want to encourage you to do is to embrace the ordinary of everyday life and make it extraordinary by bringing Jesus into it. Life is full of seemingly menial tasks, especially being a mom. (laughs) Bring meaning to the mundane, though, by bringing God into it. It's all about our attention. It's about fixing our attention. When God became a man, this is so cool to me, he happily spent 90% of his life in a small, obscure village doing daily work. So wherever you're at in motherhood, whatever season you're at, I know you have big dreams and you want to do these things that seem more worthy to you, but don't devalue what seems ordinary. There is beauty in the ordinary. Like there's purpose right where you're at in transformation and restoration It takes place when you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. So find rest and purpose right now in the preparation. Keep it simple and behold. In other words, make the little moments beautiful by looking for Jesus. Look at him and acknowledge his presence and bring him into it. So for example, I mean, when you're doing dishes or folding laundry, just be like, hey Lord, thank you so much that you're with me right now. Thank you for your presence in my life, God. Thank you for your good character and your faithfulness. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you give me joy. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your patience. God, thank you for meeting me where I'm at. Open my eyes. Give me ears to hear. Lord, speak to me. I'm listening. Just bring him into it. Acknowledge that he's there. Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Okay, the third thing I want to mention is, Seize the slivers of your time and take Holy Spirit pit stops. All right. So we all know that during the day, the reality is, is we have a lot of little slivers of time, little pieces of time, little pockets, and they're precious. And so often, those are the things that get wasted. Like if we're not choosing ahead of time to be intentional about that time, like to either get something done or actually take that time to rest. I did a whole podcast about this um, in the past. But if we're not being intentional about that, usually it's social media that's going to steal those little slivers of time. But one thing that's really valuable is to take that time and let it be a moment to reset your heart And be a Holy Spirit pit stop. So that's what I I call them. And it can look different ways. It could be, um, gosh, it could be anything. It could be sitting in the van um, with the seat reclined and just closing your eyes. I mean, it could look like anything that works for you. But for me, I'll tell you what has been really, really golden for me this past year is I'll literally, like if I'm making a big transition, say from homeschool to work, um, if I'm feeling exhausted, like I'm hitting a wall, if I'm feeling overwhelmed or anxious and like there's just... I'm feeling spread too thin. I will just go to my room, shut it all down, shut the door, turn the lights off, lay down in bed, physically lay down as if I'm gonna go to sleep. And I might fall asleep or doze off, I might not. But I'm just gonna lay there, I'm gonna put earphones in and put worship music on and I'm just gonna close all the tabs of my mind and just get my eyes fixed on Jesus. And like I said, it could be 10 minutes, it could be 30 minutes, sometimes I might doze off. But it's not about the physical sleep or the physical rest. It's about your heart being refreshed in the Lord and kind of putting yourself at his feet again during the middle of the day or in that moment and immediately just running to him, running to him immediately. And so that has been beautiful for me. And I just want to encourage you to take Holy Spirit pit stops and don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel bad. As long as the kids are good and safe, like do it, take care of you. It's necessary. It's really important because the days are long and weary and i know that at the end of the day by dinner time it's mama's like living on the edge if she doesn't get a little bit of rest during the day so take that time even if it's just a few minutes it is the posture of your heart okay the fourth thing i want to mention is sometimes you don't need to actually rest and go lay down sometimes you need to change your state change your surroundings get a new perspective one thing that I've learned to do. You'll have to Google this and look this up. This is another conversation, but there's this little workout called nitric oxide dump. (laughs) It sounds ridiculous, and honestly it looks a little ridiculous, but it's great, it is awesome, and I want you to know because it is the perfect little workout for a busy mama. Um, what happened was I had my fifth kid. I was exhausted. Of course you have a baby and you're so tired. You're not even getting sleep, but you're like, I got all this baby weight to lose. I got to start working out. But I had gone to the doctor and I need some health support. I mean, my adrenals are shot. My thyroid was weak and I'm talking to the doctor. I'm like, what do I do? How do I work out? You know? And he, he was a real, um, holistic minded, really healthy fit guy, CrossFit kind of doctor. And he told me about this workout and I love it so much. It is the perfect way to start your day or to sprinkle in your day. It gives you energy. It brings oxygen to your mind. It clears your head in a beautiful way. It balances your hormones. You actually get a lot of the benefits of like a hit type workout, but The cool thing is there's no equipment needed and you do not sweat, which is amazing to me. So you can squeeze it in the pockets of time. And I love even repeating affirmations in my mind during that time. It's just a great little reset. So um, go look that up. Look up the benefits of nitric oxide dump. (laughs) You'll see it online. And um, another thing, just get outside. Get outside in nature. There's something beautiful um, that connects us with the Lord when we get outdoors and we can just see the beauty around us. And the cool thing is that, it reminds us that, hey, God, you are big and I am not. And it puts that in perspective. And most importantly, it gets the focus off of you because we can get into our own head so many times. And so it just helps us open up our perspective and get over ourselves sometimes when our emotions are getting the best of us. All right, and the last thing I wanna mention, number five, I wanna encourage you to invite Jesus into your sleep. I know the holidays may be over, but life isn't slowing down any, you know it. Use your sleep as a beautiful time to connect with the Lord. In Psalm 121, it talks about how the Lord who watches over us, he doesn't sleep or slumber. And know that there are things that, only God can do. And we can welcome him into our sleep. We can welcome him while we're resting. I think it's a beautiful time because during the day, we're so busy. Our mind is going a million miles a minute, but at nighttime, we're physically resting. Our mind is open. We're most receptive. And so when I go to bed at night, I'm like, Holy Spirit, come, come Lord. I welcome you. I thank you that you're with me through the night, Lord. I ask you to come and just work in my heart, soften my heart Um, take out the places that are not of you and not honoring to you, Lord. Change me, Jesus. Come and do the work that only you can do. But I welcome you and I ask you to come and meet with me. And I can't tell you how many times at night I'll wake up with a song, um, I'll wake up with a word. I just wake up and I just feel his presence and his nearness. And he's always with us, but when you set your intention to welcome him into your sleep, you're aware of him. And it's a beautiful, beautiful time to connect and commune. There's a weariness in your soul that can only be refreshed and restored by God. Those places in your heart that are yearning for self-care, bring them to the feet of Jesus. You can do all the self-care things, but you're still going to reach overwhelm without prioritizing God's presence. True self-care starts with the soul. So fix your eyes on Jesus. Rest in him. Enjoy him. You know, I've talked a lot about the word joy this past December, joy of surrender, but the word joy is in the word enjoy. And I just want to encourage you to enjoy your father because in him, you're going to find joy, receive his luxurious love. So much is in the receiving. The love is there. The love is more than you can even imagine and comprehend, but you've got to make room to receive his love and to sit with him and experience it. We need to do this. It's so important so that we can run our race with endurance. Hebrews twelve two says, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. If you make Jesus the one thing this year, you will have all you need. Let him be your source and satisfaction and let him be the thing that nourishes your soul this year. I am right there on this journey with you. And you guys know that I am cheering you on every step of the way. So let's pray real quick. Father, thank you for the woman listening, Lord. I thank you so much for the new year. Thank you for new beginnings. I thank you for fresh ideas, for fresh vision. Thank you for goals and beautiful opportunities, Lord. But we know that none of it matters if you are not the focus, if you are not the center, Lord. If you're not in it, It doesn't mean anything, God. And we have to have you. Like we need you more in our life, Lord. Lord, we need to know you. We need to know who you are. We need to know your heart for us. We need to experience your love, God. We just need your presence deeper in our life, God, because it is the thing that is going to hold us strong and steady. It's the thing that's going to refresh us and renew us, Lord. And we're tired. It's been a busy year, it's been a busy couple years, it's been a busy couple months. We need refreshing for the new year, Lord. So God, we just welcome you into our lives, God. We welcome you in a new way to come and be the center. Be the center, Lord. Lord, give us the patience and the courage to slow down, to sit at your feet, and to give you the time and the space to make room for you. Lord, I thank you that you are present And you're always with us, Lord. May we be more aware of your presence than ever before, Lord. I pray for joy, greater joy this year as we enjoy your presence and that your joy would just fill us to overflowing. I pray rest and peace and healing over the mom listening right now, Lord. Bless her. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Before you go, I wanted you to know that I have a brand new free gift for you and also a special invitation for you. Listen, as you set aside time this month to plan, to prepare, to execute your best intentions, I want to encourage you to stay rooted and surrender to God's best in your life. Last year in January, I created this wallpaper for my phone. It says, it was the, the year, 2021, and it says, this is my year. But instead, the my was crossed off, and it said his. And so I revamped that, and I wanted to share that with you this year so that you can take advantage of that. So what it says is the year, and it says this is his year. Because I just want to encourage you to let this be the year that you determine to give God your joyful yes to doing things his way and his timing knowing that his plans for you are perfect and the picture that he sees for your life is beautiful. You can trust him. Trust him deeper this year. So enjoy this free phone wallpaper as you lean into 2022 with a heart of surrender. You can go to the show notes right now, click the link to download that and grab that and put it on your phone or you can go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot forward slash nourishing wallpaper 2022. And as you seek to put God first this year and rest in Him, I want to invite you to consider fasting in January. Consider taking the month of January to focus on some soul care. That's what this conversation has been all about. And there's no better way than to slow down to cut out the junk from your life, the extra, just the things that bog you down and weigh you down. And in a real physical, tangible way, fast and pray and just set this month aside and start the year in the right way. So there is no better way to posture your heart in a place of surrender than to really let God be your source completely, your daily bread. Fasting has been something that has changed my life this year. It's something that's been new to my life this year. I've learned a lot. I'm growing a lot. I'm learning a lot in that. Um, We'll probably have another conversation about that at some point, but I just wanted you to know that It is an awesome opportunity, and I just wanted to extend that invitation to you because I'll be fasting for the month of January. Uh, I'll be doing a 21-day fast. Our family's doing, actually, a 21-day fast. It looks different for each of us, but it's something that we're committed to walking to together, and I want you to join me if you desire. So be praying about what God would have for you. Um, January 3rd is when we'll be starting, and I want to remind you, though, there's many ways and mindsets when it comes to fasting, but it's not a time to fast to get something from God, but it's really about giving God something. It's really about giving yourself to God in a deeper way. So I'm excited for you to pray about that. And if you decide to join me, I would love to know. I would love to connect with you. I'd love to be there for you. I'd love to walk with you through this in whatever way that I can. So please email me. Let me know that you're with me in this. And the email is hello, H-E-L-L-O at nourishingmichelle.com. All right. Love you guys. Happy, happy new year. And I will see you on the other side in 2022. Hey, you like Mama so, Hey mama, real quick before you run off and do all the things, if you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to leave a written review. This helps me on my mission to encourage and empower others who are pursuing their greatest potential from home. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast to rate and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra today, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social. I value your time so much and appreciate you connecting with me. Find me at nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect.